0: A new report from Pew Research shows that both major political parties want to see themselves move to the right. The Democrats mostly want their party to become more moderate, and the Republicans mostly want their party to become more conservative. We can also see from this report that the number one priority for Americans is the economy, which says to me Donald Trump has a huge advantage going into 2020 for a couple of reasons. For one, the economy has been really great since he took office. But with even Democrats saying they want to be more moderate, Many of these Democratic candidates are adopting far-left rhetoric because they believe the progressive wave will carry them, when in reality, most people want to be closer to the middle. There are some other issues too, like the fall of New York digital media. That says to me, maybe the U.S. is heading to a more conservative space, from investment to sentiment. So today, let's take a look at this report from Pew Research and some of the other issues surrounding a push to the right in America. But before we get started, make sure you follow me at minds.com forward slash timcast. There have been many changes to the YouTube algorithm, so I want to set up on a different platform to make sure if anything happens here on YouTube, you can still find my work minds. And if you want to support my work, the easiest way is simply to share this video and help spread the message. This tweet made its rounds yesterday from Pew Research Center. Most Republicans want to see their party move in a more conservative direction. 53% of Democrats want the party to move in a more moderate direction, while 40% favor a more liberal direction. What's interesting about this is that Democrats do mostly want to go more conservative, but there's still a decent amount of people who want to go more liberal it would seem that Democrats are pretty divided on the direction they need to go. And I want to highlight this graphic I've shown time and time again from The Economist, where we can see that since 1980, the Democrats have begun to spread out further and further left, while conservatives have actually started to come together around core ideas. What's interesting here is that the Pew data kind of agrees with this, that Republicans are in more agreement in the direction they need to go than Democrats are. Democrats are actually rather split. But what's interesting about the data from Pew is that not only are they split, but Democrats view themselves as more unified than Republicans. But let's take a look at the actual report. It's titled, Public's 2019 Priorities, Economy, Healthcare, Education, and Security, All Near Top of the List. Growing share sees great deal of difference between the parties. At the outset of Donald Trump's third year in office, the public's to-do list for the president and the 116th Congress spans domains with the economy, healthcare costs, education, and preventing terrorism, all cited as top priorities by majorities of Americans. The public's agenda for the president and Congress is only modestly different from a year ago, but reflects a continued evolution of the national agenda. Taking a look at this graph, public's policy priorities for 2019, we can see that several of the top issues are going to play well for Trump, the economy, for instance, and terrorism. I don't think Trump would score well with healthcare costs or education, but he could. However, with the economy being number one, this will be a huge advantage for Trump going into 2020. But let's take a look at how people are feeling in the political parties. This is the graph we just looked at over on Twitter. We can see that in 2019, 53% of Democrats want to be more moderate and 40% want to be more liberal. It looks like there's a fairly even split between which direction people want to go with more wanting to go further left and more wanting to go back to the center. But there are more people, about 13% more, who want to be more moderate. This is ultimately good news for the Republicans for a few reasons. The Democrats are divided, but with people wanting a more moderate candidate. If Democrats do prop up someone who is far left, these people likely will not vote, will vote third party, or might actually vote Republican. And when we look at Republicans, we can see in 2019 58% want to be more conservative, but only 38% want to be more moderate. And it's very unlikely that these people who are Republican and want to be more moderate would be willing to support a far left candidate. To me, this data says nothing but good things for Republicans coming in 2020. But in spite of that data, probably one of the most interesting things to me in the report is that Republicans view themselves as more divided than Democrats do. They say in January 2019, 41% of Republicans feel mostly divided and only 55% feel mostly united. Now, this is a big change from 2017 where most felt they were divided and only 35% felt united. But in reality, from all of the data we've seen, it shows that Republicans actually are united and the Democrats are more divided, but 63% feel they are more united. Now, I think there's a simple reason for this. Democrats are united around their hatred for Donald Trump and thus, when asked, everyone's going to say, you know what, I don't like Trump. Therefore, they feel like they have a common cause. But keep in mind, Trump won't be in office forever. And when he goes, that split is going to negatively impact the Democrats. We've already seen Ocasio-Cortez vote against her party, refusing to reopen government because it could fund ICE. That seems like a very Trump move to do. Now, although the economy is the number one priority, it's dropped steadily since 2011. In 2011, strengthening the nation's economy was 87%. In 2015, it was 75, in 2018, it was 71, and in 2019, it was 70%. But I think there's a really simple reason for this, especially since 2015. The economy has been doing really, really well. Many people probably aren't seeing the negative impacts of a bad economy, and thus, it's not, you know, out of sight, out of mind. They don't think about it, therefore, it's not their biggest concern. And then we can see that healthcare costs are becoming a much bigger priority, from 61% in 2011, moving up to 69% by 2019, and this makes a lot of sense. Many people probably cared more about the economy, but now that the economy is doing well, they're looking to the next big issue, their healthcare costs. We can see the eight-year change is minus 17 for economy and plus eight for healthcare. In the past one year, it's been minus one economy, plus one healthcare. I think that makes a ton of sense. And we can actually see that the one-year change for education has actually gone down four points. So even though education is a huge issue for Americans, I think this still shows an advantage for Republicans. But the same could be said for being concerned about terrorism, because year over year, it is down from eight years minus six to one year minus six. But it still does play a huge role. And it's definitely something Trump has been very strong about. Before we move on to talking about the media, I want to highlight something else that's really interesting, but not necessarily important enough for its own video. Josh Kroshar, who is the politics editor at National Journal, tweeted, More NBC Wall Street Journal poll. Pelosi's negatives shot up during the government shutdown more than any other poll. Now the most unpopular politician tested in the survey. Well, outside of Trump, which he should have added. In this snippet, which is a section of an NBC Wall Street Journal poll, we can see that Nancy Pelosi has a 47% total negative and only a 28% total positive That means there is a 19 point difference. We can see that Mitch McConnell is only 35 negative and only 17 positive. Now, this makes sense. More people know and care about Pelosi. But it would seem that Trump isn't the only one who bore the brunt of negative press from the shutdown. While Donald Trump still has 51% total negative, Pelosi is not far behind at minus 47. And here's why I think that's important. Nancy Pelosi is essentially the face of the Democrats at this point, and she's considered to be more of a moderate Democrat, not one of these far-left progressives. If she's frowned upon and the Democrats do want to move in a more moderate direction, then she's not the person they need. And I'm not entirely sure there's going to be a candidate for the Democrats that is going to be able to unite all of them. While I will say it's possible all they have to do is say orange man bad and people will rally behind any Democrat, it might not be enough you're going to find that many far-left Democrats aren't going to vote with party. Ocasio-Cortez refused to reopen the government because the bill funded ICE. There will be some people who will say, you know what? It doesn't matter if Trump does get reelected. They're not going to vote for someone they don't like. This could be bad news for Democrats. If people like Pelosi and Schumer present a bad face for moderate Democrats, then some people might still flip to Trump. But the last thing I want to talk about is the fall of New York digital media because I think it's fair to point out, it's, it's no secret, that much of the influence the left had comes from these digital spaces where they produce clickbait, ragebait, and viral articles that sort of push people in a more radical direction. But with over a thousand layoffs in the past week, their power is going to wane substantially. And admittedly, I'm doing pretty good. Other YouTubers are doing pretty good, and there are centrist, center-left, moderate, and conservative voices that are growing in alternative areas. Conservative media is not doing bad. The Daily Wire gets something like five to six times as many views and shares as the top left-wing digital publisher. So it would seem that with the data we've seen on Generation Z, how they're breaking this trend, I made a video about it. Essentially, they're not much more conservative than the millennials are. They are, though. But what's interesting is the data shows us that the trend has reverted. Typically, every generation is more progressive, more liberal than the last, but Generation Z is actually breaking that trend for the first time in about 100 years. With that in mind, with the rise of certain voices that are more moderate, more centrist, with people like PewDiePie saying things like the wage gap isn't real and doing a review for Jordan Peterson's book, with the fall of the New York digital media space, and now with data from Pew Research Center saying even Democrats want to go more moderate, and even conservatives want to go more conservative, it really does sound like there is a big cultural shift happening. And I think maybe it has to do with outrage culture, because eventually people just get fed up with someone digging up tweets from 10 years ago, dragging someone through the mud, and costing them their job. Nobody wants to live that way. Many of these ideas pushed by the far left get thrown into question. Elon Omar heavily criticized for defending the black Hebrew Israelites in the Covington situation, and the media running the fake news and having egg all over their face a day later when they realized they got the whole story wrong. I think people are starting to realize the outrage culture, the far left identitarian stuff doesn't work, is making everything bad. But ultimately, the more you see people shrieking with purple hair and trying to shut down events, the more you turn people away from your side. This is why it's been particularly disconcerting to me to see the actions of Antifa and the far left and the media run defense for them, Because regular people care about the economy. They don't care about your weird obsession with a tiny fraction of people who hold ridiculous political views. We know that the far right, as they describe it, the white nationalists and supremacists are a tiny group of people. But for some reason, the media won't shut up about it, acting like it's the end of the world and there's millions of them. They've actually run articles claiming that to be the case when even the Southern Poverty Law Center and the Anti-Defamation League say it's only about 10,000 in the entire country. The average person doesn't see this cultural nonsense. They go outside, they go shopping, they buy milk, and they wonder why the cost of milk went up. They wonder why the gas prices go up. Today, gas prices are down, and they think about that. And when it comes to elections, when it comes to their perspective... Seeing these fringe weirdos run amok throughout the streets, bashing people over the head and starting fights, is not something they want to vote for. Seeing newly elected progressive politicians defend people who tried to join ISIS, yes, that actually happened, or defend the black Hebrew Israelites is not something they want to vote for. And we can see this reflected in the Women's March. The anti Semitism controversy covered by the New York Times led to the fracturing of the Women's March, yet for some reason, Progressives like Ocasio-Cortez still insisted upon speaking at this event, even when mainstream Democrats said enough. It says to me that the left is fractured, is fracturing further, and regular folks want to be more moderate. I can only assume that this is going to push itself into 2020 with bad news for the fringe and far left. But let me know what you think in the comments below, and we'll keep the conversation going. How do you feel about all this data? Look, Democrats want to go more moderate, it doesn't mean they want to be conservative, but it definitely looks like at least more than half of them want to move away from the far left. But there's still 40% that want to go far left, so this could just result in a divided, a fractured Democratic Party. And interestingly, I made a video about this not that long ago, only about a week ago, where I said Democrats are being fractured by far left extremists, and now we can see the data from Pew Research, but maybe I'm wrong comment below. We'll keep the conversation going. You can follow me on Minds at Timcast, and I'll have more videos on my second channel, youtube.com slash Timcast News starting at 6pm. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all next time.